Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast, where we dive into tactical strategies to grow your business and make an impact on this world. A huge part of success is keeping your mindset and vision on track. So this is a major part of our process and this podcast. Let's do this. Hey, Aaron here. Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. This week, we have Alta Alexander with Altitudes. Alta, thanks so much for taking time to chat with us. Thanks for having me. Definitely. So I thought we could jump right in and maybe hear a little bit about you and your background to start off with. Okay. Um, I uh, started Altitudes in September of 2017. Um, Before that, I had a pretty varied career uh, working in the areas of communication, public relations, and also um, pretty varied with retail. I've worked at places that you all probably don't even know uh, the names of anymore, like Leon's, Yarin's, Joskies, Foley's. Uh, so all of those older um, stores and uh, had managerial experience in all of those and um, worked for Applied Materials on their communications team. I was the public relations manager for Central Market and the marketing manager for the Austin American Statesman. So it's, it's, very, it's pretty, uh, there was no, it was, it's a zigzag path <laughs> getting yeah. to Austin. But luckily for me, it's um, everything that I've learned along the way, I've been able to utilize at Altitude. So it's been really great. Yeah, you just inspire me so much because I um, just happened upon you online and I was like, this woman, it's like whenever I see someone that's cool or seems to have a good vibe, I kind of, I'll use the term research instead of stalk them online. And I was like, I have to get to know her better. She's amazing. And you have the first and only African-American owned upscale women's boutique in Austin. That's amazing. So how did that come about? How did you decide to um, open the shop? This has been my dream since, since I was a little girl. I used to, um, you take a shoebox and string a string across. That was my rack. Um, and then at the bottom of the shoebox, of course, is the where you place the shoes. And that I, I've, I've just called it my boutique all the time with my dolls at the time. And um, when I met my now husband, probably about seven, well, now it's been 20 years because we just celebrated our 20-year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. 20 years years together, 10 years married. Let me just clarify. Still awesome. (laughs) I still count it all. I count it all. Um, And so let's see, in um, February, February Valentine's of 2017, he gifted me the space to turn key on my dreams prior to that. And, um, 17 years earlier at the time. And I had told him that that was my dream. It was on our first date and I, or no, second date, second date. And I told him that that was my dream and he remembered. And then he saw this space and I had told him, I said, it would be so cool to have a business. So throughout the years I'd said, it would be so cool to have a business in East Austin. That would, that would be where I would have it. He's like, are you sure? You know, it's going under a lot of changes. And I was like, it's, that's where I would like to be. But, you know, I was saying it in passing. So I never thought that this dream was actually going to come true. And when it did, it was quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I was, I was thrilled. But it was, you know, it's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun. I bet. Oh, my gosh. You're... I can just imagine you when he was just like, ta-da, <laughs> this is yours, you know, I bet. What was your reaction? I thought when he, the way that it's set up, it's one building and it's divided by a wall and a door, which we'll get into that later uh, about, you know, how it came to be where it is now. Mm-hmm. But um, we went in through that first shop and then we came into the other one and I knew he was looking for a friend, he does real estate development. And so I knew he was looking for a friend to um, have them have a shop and a barbershop. And so we went through the door and I said, oh yeah, and they could knock this wall out. And, um, and he said, no, this is going to be my wife's 
my wife's boutique. And I was still talking. And then I was like, wait a minute. Did you just say your wife? Because I'm thinking, that's me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's that's me. And so I said, no. And I said, you are kidding. And then he said, no. And then, of course, the tears flowed from there. I know. I and I, <laughs> but they were happy tears. But I was just like, gosh, this is so great. And he was like, happy Valentine's. And it was the best. I know it was the best. He can't top it. He no, cannot. Top it. You really can't. Joey, take notes. <laughs> you can't top it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. And so um, when, so what year did the store open? We opened 2017. So the build out was from February until about really up until the, in my opinion, the day of, or the day before. Um, but we opened, I opened Altitudes on um, the the 18th, September 18th of 2017. Okay, cool. And were you on, you know, kind of a pretty upward trajectory? Cause I want to get to what you're going through right now, but, um, between then and now, were you kind of just bebopping along pretty steady trajectory? It honestly, Erin, it's been, it's been fabulous. I can't really complain about anything. Um, that I've experienced in the whole, the whole time. I mean, I was moving forward, moving up in an upward trajectory, i.e. altitude. Yes. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and um, it, then, you know, the drama hit, uh, of course, COVID first. It was, it was almost just something like you were walking in a fog and thinking this is, this can't possibly be true. Um, and then when, just when I thought, okay, I, I'm going to maneuver, I can pivot around this whole situation. I'm going to figure it out. And when the bubble, it looked like for a while there, the bubble was going down. So as the bubble was going down, I was starting to ramp up and, you know, put things in place so that I could reopen, um, because I shut down, um, March 18th of 2020 and, um, you know, mandatory. That was a mandatory shutdown. And um, so I thought, okay, you know, when it was getting to be, I thought, okay, June, around maybe June 15th, I was thinking that I could do that. But before I could get there on June 1st, as you're, as you're aware, um, there was a fire. The, ne- the next door neighbor um, business neighbor had a fire and as I said a second ago that building is divided by a wall and a door and that door uh, allowed the smoke and the soot and the water from the firemen trying to put out the fire and the water to come through and that just completely demolished my shop and all the contents in it all the merchandise is is damaged to the point of no return. So it's unsalvageable. Uh, Gosh, I can't imagine. So, you know, for our, our listeners that are, you know, largely uh, entrepreneurs that are just starting out or scaling their businesses, like picture that it's, it's COVID-19. We're in Austin, mandatory shutdown on all businesses as of March 18th. Some, well, for me, some before, some after, yeah, for you, March 18th. And you're a, you're a brick and mortar. You do have an online presence, but I assume most of your business is at your boutique. Is that correct? Correct. And so I, I shifted initially before the fire incident, I had shifted and I, it was, you know, I had to try and quickly shift because I was more focused on driving traffic in the store. Uh, I wanted people to experience altitudes and in all its wonder. And, um, and also, I just like people, and I love to help, and um, I like for women to feel confident and very, you know, have a lot of uh, self-esteem, and sometimes uh, when people come in, they may not, and I feel like I can help them, and um, it may be through clothes, it may be through conversation, sometimes you just, but I, to me, it was just uh, the best of all worlds when I was able to help somebody. And a lot of people, if they didn't want to walk in, if they didn't want to walk out with something, that was fine. There was, there was, that was not a problem. 
if they decided later that they wanted that piece, then they could they could have it. Um, so yeah, and uh, so as I was you know ramping up to reopen, uh, I had taken photos and just you know different little Instagram saying hey we're getting ready to open, hand sanitizer. Got I had um, I had one time use masks that uh, people could have when they walked in if they didn't have a mask. And so just, um, you know, just kind of getting ready for that. And then June 1st, the morning, the early morning hours of June 1st, uh, about 3, 3.30 uh, in the morning, I received a call from my business neighbor saying that at the time, I'm assuming that's what he was thinking, um, that we were being looted and um, the place was being um, burned down. And I was like, oh my God. And I live way in Leander, and it's hard for me to get down there, but I felt like I got down there in like five minutes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was driving as soon as I got on my community and, and just kind of dodged all the deer. I was on, I mean, <laughs> I was driving so fast and um, got there and my place was just, I couldn't see inside. Uh, it was just smoked out and I could see that it was just a ton of smoke and I could see as I was driving on my own cameras as well my own security system so I could just see smoke though and so of course you know the old saying where there's smoke there's fire and so I just assumed that everything was being was burning and I was thinking just oh my god I was freaking out and driving freaking out and driving and um and when I got there, I I, the, I I don't think I've ever shook that hard. Even at my own wedding, on my wedding day, I was shaking, but not this hard. And I was shaking so bad that I could not even insert the key in the, in the, you know, in the keyhole. And the fire, I had to give the fireman the key and he, he opened it. And then after when he opened it, it was just a plume of smoke that came out and I right then I knew that my clothes were not going to be able to withstand the smoke even even if there wasn't a fire I, I knew right then and you know I just I was crying it was it was not uh, it wasn't pretty because I'm not pretty but um walked in and of course then the whole floor was flooded with like two, three inches of water because there was so much water that came through that door, that connecting door. Even though we, that door is completely locked uh, on both sides. Um, so there's really no real way of getting in. I mean, you could, I, I'm sure you can bust in, you know, but um, I just, when I saw everything, it was just all just completely demolished. And then the firemen, started moving things, just shoving everything. And so everything just kind of got twisted, turned, and just, I just felt like my dream was being demolished. My dream was being picked apart, everything, because each and every piece, every aspect, every inch of the rebuild out, it, it, was, it was all thought out methodically, and it was a part of my vision. And so it was just like picking everything. Everything was just being trampled on, demolished. It was, it was, it was really, really tough. It was really tough. And then to know that all the merchandise was was just unsalvageable. I, I knew, I knew when I, when the when they opened the door and so much smoke just came out and just kept coming out. I knew then. And then as I finally came in, and I was just touching certain things I kept looking. I was like, why are my hands just so dirty and sooty? And I was thinking, so I guess, you know, there's soot in the smoke and there's probably also soot that came over from when they were putting the fire out next door. But I'm, you know, I'm still hopeful that the business neighbor, because he told me that he saw someone come in, uh, I'm come in on his cameras. My cameras are turned the complete opposite direction. They're facing my door and my, my security is set up that way. And uh, he told me that he saw someone on his cameras come in and then there's this light like fire and then the person runs out. And I'm like, well, how did they get in? He said that his back door was unlocked. And I'm like, what? 
And so he, I was like, give the authorities the, you know, the footage. Right. He still has yet to do that. Why? That's crazy. I know. So I told he said that it's very grainy and they can't see anything anyway. And I said, they have equipment to, they have equipment to help clear that up and maybe they can render something, give it to them. And uh, he, he would not do it. He still hasn't done it. And so well, it's like, let them be the judge, you know, give them the and I, materials and that, let them, let the authorities see, you know, what they can do. That's crazy from that. So that's, that's been yet another, you know, stressful point uh, for me. So where are you now? Are you like what stage of kind of rebuilding or where are you now? So we've had to, it's uh, you know, three different insurances. I don't own the building. I wish I did, um, but I don't own the building. So um, I have to deal with my insurance. Um, I, I'm assuming that all is okay with the neighbors, uh, business neighbors insurance, and then the landlord's insurance. So the landlord is now doing the rebuild. Uh, when we first uh, received, when we first got the the um, that side of the building, I had everything built out to my specifications. The floor, there was a couple of panels on the floor that were missing, and so I did the redid the whole floor. Um, one that was more conducive to the look and feel and aesthetic of altitudes, what I had envisioned, uh, and I couldn't have used that floor anyway, and um, repainted in there and did a build out to help create a dressing room area and, um, and redid the bathroom. I mean, there was a lot to be done, but uh, a lot we've just put in, uh, use my monies, of course, my husband's money. <laughs> And, um, you know, and uh, savings and things like that. So just to make it um, up to par with with the vision and um, the eventual brand of Altitudes. Um, uh, so all of that is just now, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know where we're standing uh, because I'm not sure, I'm, I'm positive that you know, it's moving, at least I, I believe it's moving along as I speak to my landlord. So I'm hoping that she'll start the build out soon. I don't know what they are, they may be waiting on the official um, outcome from the fire department. And um, initially, I think that's what we were waiting on. So I'm hoping that's, I, but I do know it, it has, the cause has been from the fire department, Austin Fire Department, it has been deemed arson. So, so it probably was, because you were, that was right where, like one of the locations of the, the riots and looting, is that right? No, and um, that's what I, I do always want to try and clear up. I don't believe, I mean, I don't, I don't know 100%, but the riots were more down on 6th in on 12th yeah. and so it just it, and then also I'm, a, I'm not like right on I-35 and 12th you have to come down a little ways and so I just feel like for someone to come all the way down and then come in through a known back door uh, with an incendiary device <laughs> it just there was because yeah. yeah. he had because the um, business owner had mentioned looting but you're thinking no it doesn't make any sense we were too far from all of that but that well he did say that initially but i think that's what he was maybe thinking initially uh because it was happening around that same time um you know and um i was there even the day that day before but i was just doing some cleaning and then just uh trying to prep still for uh june 15th so that's what i was I was doing, and then my husband called and said, hey, you know, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, these riots are starting or the, in the protest, and uh, you don't know what's going to happen. Make sure you take footage of altitudes, but I already had footage of altitudes, but I went ahead and did it anyway, um, and then the next day, it, it looked like completely day and night, so it didn't even look the same place. Um, it was always um, touted as a jewel of East Austin. And um, it just it just felt 
like it's broken, but I'm, I'm really hoping to rebuild. That is, that is my goal. That's, that's what I'm pushing towards. So I'm hoping that I can do that and sooner rather than later. In the meantime, though, um, I am I'm working, I'm going to be working with a group, an advertising group. They are doing pro bono work for Altitude. Oh. Which I'm extremely grateful for. Um, and it's called, they're called Proof Advertising. And they are like a godsend. They had an internal fundraiser for all the I didn't know that they existed. I don't think they knew that I existed, but they wanted to do something. And they are they are doing some phenomenal things they have that are in the works that they've shared with me. I don't want to give anything away yet. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I, I know, you were like, and you heard you heard it here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Um, I don't want to mess up any kind of uh, wonderfulness that they have prepared for altitude. So we'll see. There's some good things coming down the pipe. Oh, that's so good to hear. And we can include a, a link to them in the show notes. And I know there was at one point a GoFundMe page. Is that still active? Yeah, I'm going to until maybe like early, mid um, August, I think. Um, yeah, please, if you can add that to your links, I'd appreciate it. Uh, every little bit. In fact, I went to the mailbox a second ago, right before I came on the podcast, and someone had sent a check, and I'm very appreciative to that. So I'm putting all those monies aside, putting those um, in uh, one fund, and making sure I'm not really touching those for anything, unless it's you know specifically, of course, for altitude. So I'll be ready for that. Uh, I have been trying to um, curate some some clothing, some articles, but it's been really tough, Erin, because it was already hard given COVID. And so manufacturers, designers, everyone seems to be, you know, kind of pulled back at a standstill because no one's sure what's getting ready to happen. And I totally understand it. My buy, I had uh, stopped my, my buys too. I had put a pause on those initially but thinking that things would go back to normal. But I have to be honest, I do not believe that the normal will come back as we know it. I think we're gonna have a new normal across the board in so many areas. So uh, have to pivot and shift and maneuver and navigate. Uh, I think we'll make it through that. Well, I mean, that's the the epitome of a true entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, <laughs> that's first of all that, you know, the whole reason why you even wanted to have this boutique is because like you said, you wanted to connect with people and help their confidence and their self-esteem. Um, pretty much every successful entrepreneur that I've come across, that's, they've just been, have like this amazing heart and they want to serve others. Um, and then that you just have to shift, like turn on a dime, you know, it's like, it's, it's a roller coaster ride having your own business and getting yourself out there. So uh, to that point, actually, like, you know, as I said, our audience are entrepreneurs. Like, is there anything kind of insights you have for, for others wanting to go out on their own? Maybe other people who want to open up their own boutique, be it, you know, in person or online, any kind of um, key learnings that you could share? I, um, I would definitely say, you know, push, I always, and I always say this, push through the fear because there's always a fear of just launching. Uh, I'll share this with you. I had everything in altitudes ready. I had um, everything set, everything was done, except um, I, I was trying to find something not to open. I was stalling basically. And luckily for me, my you talk about a, an entrepreneur, my husband definitely is. And so he's had his own businesses for almost 40 years. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so he has, um, he was like, what are you waiting on? When are you opening? And I go, I'm going to do it. I'm going <laughs> to But I had everything set. He goes, you're coming every day here and you, you have everything ready. What are you waiting on? Right. And I go, I have things that I have to do. Before. He was like, no, you need to. I was like trying to, I was like, I, I. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, but he like almost the, the, you know, the verbal, um, the verbal 
image that the, the thing that con that conjures up um, in my mind is like somebody shoving somebody in the pool. Like you're just standing there and you're like, oh, I think I want to jump in. I'm not sure. And then somebody comes and pushes you. Then you're in. Yeah. In the deep it was, Yeah. It was sort of like that because I kept saying, well, you know, I just need you to if you, you can put the, the little crystal ball thing on the ceiling where I've asked you, I've asked you that for like a week and a half now, if you can just do that, I can open, right. you know, <laughs> but I remember that. And he's like, okay, I'm going to do that. And you're going to set a date and you're going to do this. And I go, yeah, yeah, of course. I just need the crystals on that, you know, on the thing on the wall. I mean, obviously. I, <laughs> I, mean, I nobody could open without that on the wall. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it was it was so funny, but um, yeah. As soon as that was on there, I literally I set a date and I just jumped in. So that is that is to me the biggest advice. But I have to tell you, Erin, that right now, if anyone, there's no getting around fear. If you decide that you're going to open now, we have the biggest. We're facing one of the biggest fears that we'll ever probably face, which is COVID. And so to to open under these conditions um and launch any business is is just terrifying but you know what i see different business owners doing it every day i read about it every single day and so once you do it it gives you what i always like the confidence it gives you the confidence to do the next thing and then the con after you finish that one and complete that one it gives you the confidence to do the next thing and then you feel like you can <laughs> Take over the world. No, <laughs> you feel you feel like you can do just about anything. So it builds your confidence level. It builds your self-esteem. And then you feel more confident. And I think then you can even be a better version of yourself and then hopefully a better version um, of yourself for other people, too. No, I completely agree. And you're right. Launching a business during this time is unlike any other that we've experienced. So um, it takes an, an another level of uh, bravery and confidence. But you're right. People are doing it every day. It's kind of like our new normal. We can't just stop, you know, right. our lives. We just have to figure out how to navigate this world. Right. So when um, I was curious, like, did you have like a a tool or a process in your business that you were like, okay, once I got this, this process down at my shop, that was like smooth sailing, or I was a well-oiled machine. Is there anything like that, that you kind of created or came across? Do I like that? Well, or oil machine? No. <laughs> You're like, what is that? <laughs> um, you know, there were always things that would pop up and I would, um, I think I, because I've worked in retail before, there was some, there were several, you know, things that I, Kind of put in place um when i would get in merchandise then i created a system uh similar to ones that i you know worked before so making sure that i check in the the merchandise i would have to you know and then place it in a database uh place it also on my pos um make sure i also place it in my website so you know there were several so those kind of steps um, I had kind of oiled that to to become a good good little running machine, if you will. But other than that, um, you know, different days um, would render different opportunities. We'll say it like that. Yeah, no, so, I get it. <laughs> so that was it. But one of the the going back to your initial question, the other thing that I would say, especially knowing now uh, what I know and seeing everything how things have unfolded. I am so glad that I that I already had in e-commerce. I had the forethought of, you know, making sure that I had that. I would definitely, if you are, you know, thinking about launching um, a retail boutique or any other business, make sure that you have your um, your e-commerce platform up and ready to go. That you know that it's all it should already be operating actually, but. Um, that helped me a lot, and um, and it also reduced a lot of stress, you know, because there was a lot of like uncertainties, unknowns that, you know, you your mind was twitching back and forth, you know, with this whole COVID and things were different, and now what? Um, so that and make sure uh, that your social media that you have your social media. I'm still trying to learn learn that, <laughs> but <laughs> still trying to learn that, but. Um, and uh, of course, like I always say, be authentic to yourself. So uh, that way, 
uh, you don't have to try to remember how to be somebody else. Yes. No, that is for sure. Um, how do you, so your clients, so you have the brick and mortar presence and you have the e-commerce. How did you find clients? Like how did you grow your clientele? What avenues did you use? Um, I was blessed enough to, um, like I said before, I was, um, my background is in public relations, communications, marketing. So um, I was uh, blessed enough to obtain a lot of earned media, but I still needed more. So, you know, I had a little chunk of, of funds that were dedicated, you know, just for that. And so I tried to, as best I could, be as strategic as I could for my business, I, I was just kind of looking at well, what things are working. Uh, one of the things I have to say is, you know, working with the community was extremely great. Um, there are quite a few boutiques over boutiques or boutique type shops um, in and around East 12th on East 12th, East 11th, and there was a card that one of my um, uh, I will say business cohorts. Um, they created a card um, of Take Heart. I was trying to remember her shop. It's called Take Heart. And um, she created a map, and I call it the boutique tour. You know, I'm like, are you on the boutique tour? That pushed so many people to altitude because people would, you know, visit Austin, and they would be over on East 11th. East 11th seemed to and render, I guess, more traffic. And so people would come to East 11th, then they'd say, you know what, I'm gonna, on this tour with this map, I'm gonna come to Altitude. And so people would come and, and if it was in the summer, then I'd have cold water waiting for them uh, because I could always tell them like, you're on the boutique tour, aren't you? And because they would come in and they would be sweating. And then if it was in the fall or winter, then they would come in really cold. So sometimes I'd have hot toddies. Sometimes I'd have hot chocolate. It just depended. And so, yeah. And if, if I didn't have anything, I, I had a warm space that was very inviting. So um, that I think really, that really helped as well too. So getting to know your business neighbors and working with them. I'm also the president for the East 12th Street Merchants Association. And so um, one of the things that I encourage everyone to do is to, you know, if you are, if someone is looking at you, may, you know, if you can and if you feel comfortable, no pressure, um, you know, shine some light on the other merchants uh, so that we can all work together. Um, CNBC recently reached out to me for Altitudes and they wanted to do a piece on Altitudes and I thought that was great. And then I asked them, I said, you know, are you looking for other businesses here in the South Texas area? And they said, yeah, but, you know, we'll try and find someone. I said, well, can I help? Uh, and I let them know who I, you know, what other hat I wore. And um, they ended up doing a whole piece on East 12th Street. And I thought that was great. And that was just a couple of weeks ago. So, um, yeah. So it's just... I, those are those are things that I really like doing as well and making sure that we can all have a piece of the pie. Yeah, it's like that rising tides lift all boats. I love that. Exactly. Yes. You know what? If you can get me that link, I'd be happy to um, put that in the show notes as well. Um, oh, absolutely. That'd be great. Yep. And you know what? Actually, we didn't go over this earlier. Can you talk a little bit about what your shop um, carries? Like what kind of thing um, this is your curate? Okay, so I curate locally to globally. I was very proud because I had um, I had uh, several local designers. Um, I have, let's see, I had Nina Means. I had Amberleaf uh, right here in Austin. I had four Texas designers. Um, and then I had a whole host of designers right here in the UN United States. And then abroad, I um, curated pieces from, um, like my jewelry was from France. My handbags were from Barcelona, Spain. I was the only one in Texas with that line. Uh, and the only one in Austin with that line of jewelry. And um, I also curated from Denmark, Australia, um, London, 
and I'm trying to think, Canada. So I was trying to just bring a little bit, um, you know, some, some different beauty to East Austin too. So it was great, yeah. Yeah, so you need to you need to come back. <laughs> this needs to happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's I I'm really that's what I'm really hoping. Um just trying to look at the landscape as well and as you know, I'm hoping that she'll re, you know, rebuild the build out. Um there were some pieces, thank God, that were salvageable um if it wasn't material, you know, if it wasn't fabric, then those pieces of course could be cleaned off and reused again. And so I'm, um, that's all, that's all going to happen. But, um, uh, you know, and luckily uh, on my side, like I said, there was no fire and that, that was, that was the real um, blessing that there was no fire. So I didn't have to worry about that part. It's a lot of, it's going to be a lot of cleanup. The floor is going to have to be redone. The ceiling, as I understand it, will have to be redone. Um, and, you know, of course, fresh paint, all that good stuff, uh, very, very thorough cleaning, uh, will have to occur, but yes, I definitely, I, I look forward to coming back. Do you think you'll lean more on, lean more on e-commerce during, in the interim, maybe get more of a online presence? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've been, um, I've been piece by piece, I shared a second ago, a little bit ago, that, you know, it's, it's more difficult to curate uh, in this climate. Um, there are, especially the aesthetic, I had a specific aesthetic, um, but I, you know, people ask me, well, explain your aesthetic. So I'll try. I, I see it as um, traditional, um, but with a little eclectic flavor, something that's different. I always look for pieces that have just something a little different. And so, um, and then of course I was really pushing real hard to get to, I was hoping to get to hundred percent sustainability um, in one way, form or fashion. And I really like those materials that, that have a composition with, um, you know, either cotton, silk, linen, those are the real sustainable pieces in my mind um, that will withstand the test of time. And of course, now we're really looking at that even more so as we move in, in beyond, hopefully post uh, pandemic. Um, hopefully that those are some of the things I think we're gonna be looking at comfortable pieces, uh, ones that can transition that you could wear um, from, you see this photo of me in that dress, I could wear that too. An evening event, and I'm when I say evening event, I could actually wear that, just change up the accessories, and I could wear that to a formal, and I could also wear that with sneakers. And those are the kind of pieces that I think will really stand the test of time and that people will really gravitate to. Yeah, that's really smart because it's a whole like new lifestyle that everyone's settling into. So I think that's the perfect match for that. And I was browsing your website. I believe it was the night before, I guess the night of, because it happened so early in the morning. Um, and then when I went to reach out to you, I saw on your Instagram what happened. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, are there, because you're, you have such a great attitude and you're so upbeat about all of this, you know, it's kind of like you're, of course it's, devastating when it first happened, but you know, you're just kind of like, listen, this is, this is the deal, you know, and I'm going to take one step at a time and figure this out. So what do you do to cultivate that mindset? Like what daily routines do you have? Do you have, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, either they, you know, have a gratitude journal, they work out, they have different things that they incorporate, you know, um, to keep their mind right. What do you do? Uh, I will definitely say my first go-to is prayer and meditation. So yeah, that is it that I, I have to have that connection with God. So that's, he's the one that's led me from day one. And when I say day one since birth, but I have seen him work in my life with uh, this business. There are to, so many unknowns that I just didn't know. And I would literally, I would pray and I'm sure he was like, seriously, you're coming to me with this. <laughs> But, but I would pray about everything and I felt, I feel like he led me and he 
still is leading me uh, to make the decisions that I make. Um, not all have been right. Sometimes I go against what I feel that he's telling me to do. And I, I literally have gone against and was not happy with, with the outcome. So uh, yeah, I, that's, that's how I get to, um, I guess, a positive mindset is through prayer and meditation. So I try to do that every morning. Um, and, you know, every Monday, I'm, I'm fantastic on Mondays, you know, <laughs> you know, Monday motivation. I'm like, you know, I'm up. I do my, you know, do your prayer, do your meditation. Um, then, you know, you work out. I either like this morning, I went for a walk um, a brisk walk quick. And then I, I rode my stationary bike did that whole thing. And then I, you know, took my shower. I just felt so refreshed. And then so by what, 8.30, I was like raring to go. And so I'm also trying, please God, let me make it uh, to get my MBA oh, from Houston. <laughs> so God, help me. <laughs> uh, to get my MBA from Houston Tilliston University uh, from their first inaugural uh, MBA program. And so I was blessed enough to get in and now I'm trying to get out. Right. <laughs> like, let me finish this thing. <laughs> wow. Congratulations on that. That's, that's incredible. Oh, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait for the congratulations until the end of next month. It's supposed to be the end of next month. We're supposed to graduate. <sighs> so I'm just I'm praying to be on that, uh, whatever it is, however, whatever graduation looks like now, uh, I'm just praying. <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy. We went to, um, I guess my, so Joey's niece, uh, mm -hmm. graduated from high school and, um, they're in Leander and oh, okay. yeah. And we're nearly, well, we're, our kids are in the Leander school district. Um, but we're kind of by Lake Travis area. Um, mm -hmm. but they live in Leander. And so she, we went to her graduation and it was, it was just so interesting because it's like, you know, it was just, you just walk on the field, they call her name, you're just there for your person, you know, and then they give her her diploma or a plaque or something. I don't even know if it's the real thing. And then her mom like moved her tassel over and then you take a picture and then they walk off. You're literally there for like 10 minutes. It's so where are you? Are you at the home or are you? Where are they you? were at um, Vista Ridge High School. Everybody had it there, all of the Leander ISD um, high schools had uh -huh. it there and it was just they had them on different you know times or days or whatever and um it was just out on the football field and they had like a podium like a little stage set up and then across from that was a tent where you could stand and take your picture and then they walked on the stage took a picture they walked off the stage and then you left <laughs> that was it oh isn't that amazing because there was so much pomp and circumstance behind ours you know how it's been done a billion years right mm -hmm. Now, everybody's, I, I see um, out here, there are so many yard sign things, you know, uh, graduate 2020, and everybody's having to do things a different way. And, but you know what, I, as much as I, I feel a little bad for the students, or a lot bad for the students, because um, it's so different than what they thought they were going to get at the end. Uh, but everybody is pivoting everybody is shifting, everybody is figuring it out and what's going to work because you're not just, you know, laying in a ball and, you know, in your bed and saying, I just give up. It's not the same. You know, that's, that's not an option. And so I do like that people are doing things. Um, like you just said, those things are innovative. That's a different way of doing it. It may not have been the same, but it's, it's the way now, or it's the way at this moment. And uh, the yard signs to acknowledge, and also those graduation parades that people are doing, you know. So I do enjoy seeing how how people are maneuvering around uh, making the new normal. I do enjoy that. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, yeah, the graduation parades that we had one go through our neighborhoods, the car parade and everything, and everybody really enjoyed it. And they're like, Hey, maybe this is a new tradition, COVID or not, you know, moving forward, maybe we'll just adopt this forever. And then, I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's easy. You just get in your car, 
you hand, you know, you go through, you hand the person the gift, if you have a gift or a card, and then you keep on, and you keep on going, and you go to the grocery store. It's going to be like, what do I have to do with on my to-do list? Yeah. Graduation, groceries, you know, <laughs> so you figure it all out. That's really but. true. So in light of everything that you're, you have going on, you know, I know it's hard, maybe hard for you to look ahead, but what is your, your vision moving forward with your business and everything that you want to accomplish? You know, I still want the brick and mortar. I'm hoping that, you know, people still find that um, to be something that they want. Yeah. I mean, even before um, all this fire incident, you definitely were going to have to wear a mask if you were coming into altitudes. I have an underlying condition of uh, asthma and allergies. So I want to, I don't want to die. (laughs) I still like, I want to, I want to live and provide everybody with gorgeous clothes. I want to, and so, you know, everybody was going to have to mask up. I had, um, I had masks, like one time use masks. Um, if people didn't have one, but that was going to, and so I do envision uh, people maybe from initially, um, you know, wearing the mask and coming in and shopping. I had floor, um, like floor decals that were there to help people while they shop to keep a social distance um, so that we could shop safely. And um, so there are things that um, I had I had envisioned um, going forward and how we how I was going to do this. Um, um, I was really thinking it through as far as people trying on clothes. What about what about how that looks as far as making sure that that's sanitized, right? So of course when you steam, that gets rid of about ninety nine percent of germs. So that's that's great. So I had figured, okay, once people finish. Uh, glove up and put those clothes, um, you know, aside until I can get to steam those out and then everything would be still fine. So I had a whole system in my, in my mind that how I was going to move forward. And so that's how I still envision doing it. Um, I'm hoping that I get to implement. So we'll see. We'll see what's surprising. And where can people find you online if they want to kind of keep track of your journey and know when you're going to open your brick and mortar up and also when you have more of an e-commerce option? Well, um, definitely you can look and see what I had. I put my um, I put my website on pause. You can still see the things that I had, but you just can't purchase because there's nothing to really purchase. Um, eventually that's going to come down. I'm just waiting for the insurance situation to be finalized. But uh, you can definitely find me at www.altitudes.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram under Altitudes. And of course, that's A-L-T-A-T-U-D-E-S. And so, um, and Facebook, same thing. Uh, I'm getting ready to breathe life into my Twitter. And so, and start putting some things out there on Twitter as well. That's I will say Twitter needs more positivity. So please do that. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Exactly. Um, so we asked kind of a fun question at the end of each show, um, which is if you could only listen to one music artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh God, that's hard. I should have watched one of these all the way to the end that I would have known. Okay, one all my life. Okay, you know what I'm going to go with? I'm, I'm going to go with this one because this is one that my husband and I literally listened to almost every night for the first like 10 years. And I'm going to say Brian McKnight. Mm, that's a good one. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with him. I was going to, there are so many I was going to say, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Brian. Go Brian. Go Brian. <laughs> He's so smooth. That's a good one. Now you know I'm going to be all indecisive. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Beyonce. Beyonce! Like Beyonce, you're part of the beehive. I'm, okay, I'm going to say, okay, I love Brian McKnight, but I also love me some be- some good Beyonce. And you know, she broke with a new, a new, um, 
I think a new single or new song today. Today, I didn't hear that. I think today, a whole, but it wasn't just a song. It was a video and a, a music video. It was the whole kit and caboodle. I don't even know how she does that. I mean, how can you keep people not to tell your secret? <laughs> so no. true. It's so that's, true. I'm like, how do you do that, Beyonce? How do you do it, girl? Jeez, it's okay. powerhouse. Oh my gosh, I can't. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. And then to look like she's not haggard. I know. <laughs> exactly. Like, how does she pull that off? I want to know. Does she have like a team around her at all times? What's going on? So she's sleep at night and they're just like, are you ready? I think she's going to wake up. I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she does it. I don't know, but she needs to tell us because we all need that. We all need her help. And I was going to say, you can see I'm putting a steel pitcher up, right? <laughs> so but she doesn't have that option. She has to be like out there and she looks phenomenal every minute. Every minute. Every, there's not one bad picture of her anywhere. Not one. Not one. Not like from birth. No, not exist. <laughs> from birth. So she's gorgeous, but no, I love her and I'm going to go with her because she is a dynamite. I mean, she's like a dynamite dynamo person that she, and she can do it. And she seems like she's just super sweet, super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she helps others. Um, her new be good, um, give back initiative. Yep. She just, I was hoping that she'd do it here in Austin. I was like, Beyonce, you know, of course she was going to do it in Austin. Come on, come to Austin. Right. Um, no, I, I definitely, now I'm sorry, Brian, love you. No, no, I'm going to go with the other Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, Brian, love you, but no, I'm going to go with Beyonce. He can't day. compete with Beyonce, come on. And, <laughs> and, okay, that's what I'm going with. That is awesome, I love it. Um, so thank you for your time. I'm so glad that we got to connect. I was so excited to talk with you. Thank you. Same here. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see what happens. I'm so excited to see you bounce back. It's going to be great. Thank you. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in to the small business, big mindset podcast. If you haven't already head on over to musclecreative.com and click subscribe to join our email list for our weekly updates. And if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, check us out on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite service to follow us and give us a review as always be authentic, bring an insane amount of value and keep